podcast, all things Saint hosted by the one and only Saint Peter Super Cool. As always, this is Sadabe, and today I am with Mohammed of the Bria Bros. How are you? I'm blessed, thank you. I've- Did I say it right? Is it Bria? Like, what is the correct correct pronunciation of that? All right. So the the accepted pronunciation is Biria. Biria. Right. Okay. It is Biria. Oh, I can't roll my R's. Right. <laughs> so sorry, guys. So if you hear me refer to it as birria, that's because that's how it should be said. Okay. It is birria. You could accept it for what it is. Birria. Yeah, or okay. birria. Birria. Yeah. yeah, I'm like really bad. I can't roll my R's or anything like All that. Good. And it's just... It is a difficult difficult thing. I had to learn it yeah. more. As I say, birria comes out more. Yeah, my mom was saying churros uh, this weekend. And my family was like, oh, you say it interesting. And like in my head, I was just thinking, no, she's just saying it right. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to roll the R's. Yeah. yeah but- I used to get made fun of as a child for not rolling my R's because the rolled R in Arabic is so strong. Yeah, it is. I guess you guys don't like really like. I, I don't like know if it's like it's a hard roll. It is. It is. It's like a. Yeah. Not a like. No, there's no smoothness about it. No, there it isn't. flows, but it's you, not. You it's get, a hard flow. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. It's direct. like a flat tire being dragged along the highway. That's a good way to kind of describe yeah. it. It's yeah. it's like I love in Russian where they're like, uh, why do they always sound so angry? Right, and they're right. not. They're not just Germans too. Shout out to my German people. Oh yeah, Germans yeah. another one. You know. Um, Persian is just very fast. Right. It's like, right. and I'm just like, what? Yeah. There's also like a lot of like, so sorry, unnecessarily complicated words that right. like, I was just like, why is that like that? Yeah. Arabic can be like that too. Yeah. So. It definitely can. There's a reason why I haven't learned it yet. I'm scared. I hear you. <laughs> like, so I, I speak Arabic fluently. I'm pretty, pretty uh, dialect savvy. Mm-hmm. I just can't read or write. Yeah. That's been very difficult. I can't speak Farsi at all. Oh, okay. So it's like, and then I just never learned, and now at like almost 30, I'm just like, I'm scared. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, that's what Google translates for, you know? Yeah. Sorry to my ancestors. Yeah. I know. We're just a disappointment. All right. Getting to the nitty gritty, which is not about me disappointing my ancestors, um, but it's about you today. So I guess tell um, our listeners and like the people who may not be too familiar with you yet, how did you start? Okay. How so, did the Bria brothers start? All right. So it, it started as a, an idea. My my brothers live... So I have seven younger brothers. That's mm-hmm. why we're the Birria bros. And my two brothers who live in Panama City Beach with my mom, they were under quarantine and on TikTok heavy, and they were seeing Birria everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they had no access to it. Panama City Beach is not a food-laden place. Food is pretty pretty like bland there There there's some great places don't get me wrong hunt and gather shout out to hunt and gather best spot on the beach um but other than that food's pretty basic it's a tourist trap area okay so when i relocated my life down there i was using food to connect with my brothers we had just suffered a huge loss Mm -hmm. so i would cook the things that they wanted and birria was one of them and after making it the first time i knew what I had with them was better than anything I had had over the last two years. Okay. I had made a personal agenda to try birria in places all over the country. Anytime I would travel, I would go out of my way to a taqueria. And, uh, That's your thing right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, no, there's nothing in there, but forget about it. 
uh, I would go out of my way to find a taqueria and try birria because it was new and it looked good and oh. the idea was was beautiful. Beef and cheese on a crusty shell, you know, yeah. you take a bite of it and it drags away. It's amazing. But every time I had it, I was disappointed. I would find myself loading it with salt, loading it with hot sauce, doing the unnecessary. And along the way, I, I know other cooks can relate to this. Other chefs can relate to this. Your brain analyzes the ingredients that you can that you can detect, mm -hmm. and then you see how you can plug and play things that you're used to cooking. So over two years, I was naturally doing that. And then when my brothers asked me to make birria for them, it was natural. I already knew what I was doing. Okay. I knew what flavors I was looking for because I had I had missed it for so long. And within the first try, it was it was a success. And you already have, in a sense, like culinary experience because you were telling us before that your family has done a lot of restaurants. I do, yeah. So my, my life has been in and out of restaurants at a young age. Uh, my, my dad and his brothers, they started an IHOP empire and they owned a bunch of restaurants nationwide. My dad split and did diners in Philadelphia. He actually owned and operated some of the most successful Philly diners in the city. And... Uh, just a lot of BS happened afterwards, so my family, they dissolved the restaurants and mm -hmm. everyone went their separate way. But I love being in the industry. Okay. I love being around people. I love cooking. I love the energy. I loved everything about it. It's uh, it's something when you can change someone's day by just serving them some food. Yeah. Right? Can you, like, because we all, like, describe, like, you're hangry. Right. You know, and then the moment you get food in your stomach, you're right. just kind of like, oh, I feel good. Like, I love all the jokes about women where it's like, oh, when they're angry, just give them a kiss or give them food. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, no, please feed me. Don't right. kiss me. Like, yeah, get away from just, me. Just feed me, please, and I'll be much more pleasant yeah. when I'm full. 100%. Um, so, but it, it's, tr it's very true. You know, food does have the way of, uh, you know, satisfying those bad feelings right. or igniting them if it doesn't taste good <laughs> yeah that that's it too uh, you know at at this point in life i'm just thankful for any meal yeah. with the highs and lows that we've been through like oh. any meal is a beautiful meal you know yeah but the fact that i get to bring people together with food mm -hmm. is the best part about all of this your little pop-up at men men was fun like yeah. people were really vibing it was yeah, like you yeah. know you had some people like tailgating yeah. on either side and i was exactly. like wow this is a little party yeah exactly you know it's so, a vibe for sure yeah it's definitely a vibe yeah. was it difficult trying to like in a sense create your own version of the uh, birra tacos not necessarily no because so my version of birria, the birria bros way, is, is like a few different Palestinian dishes coming together okay. with the technique and the flavor profiles of birria. So birria traditionally is a braised beef stew, right? Okay. And it originated in Jalisco, Mexico. It's revolving around peppers. So I have a five pepper blend. It's ancho, guajillo, pasilla, uh, chipotle, and arbol chilies. So I make a salsa out of that, and then I marinate the beef in that salsa for 24 hours. So that's where the smoky flavor comes from. But if you think about it, when you eat my taco, it's not just smoky, peppery flavor. No. There's more flavor to yeah. it. Yeah. It's more complex. Yeah. And a lot of people say that. They're like, you hit the, the Mexican part of it, and then the flavor comes out, and that's where the Palestinian really stands. Mm -hmm. 
So what, I guess, Palestinian spices are you adding to those to make them complement so well? Right. So it's a, it's a lot of spices that also work well in, in Latino American cooking and mm-hmm. in Mexican cooking especially, whether it's cumin, you know what I mean? I toast my cumin, though, and that's what changes it. Coriander, I toast dried coriander. I toast my cinnamon. So, like, I, I go above and beyond with, with each spice. Uh, we use clove, black pepper, allspice, cardamom. I use dehydrated lemons. Like, okay. these are all things. Dehydrated lemon is very popular in Persian culture as well. I, I learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's literally entire lemons that they dehydrate in the sun for 40, 50 days. And it's just a flavor of, like, I'm, dry, never I'm had. drying my lemons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go try that I'm at home. going to grab some more later today. I'll grab you some. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go dry some lemons. I got you. I'm going to have to ask my, like, uncle about that. I'd be like, is that, would you do that? Do we do that over there? Yeah. Like, what am I missing out on? Like, yeah. you guys are holding back all the good stuff. And, like, rice dishes with chicken and, you know what I mean? She find everything in Persian rice dishes. Yeah. Like, I literally think... The Persians were just like, you know what? We love this little grain so yeah. much. We're going to put everything we love into it. Honestly, it's an incredible grain. It's fed literally billions of people. Yeah. It if really anything, has. probably trillions, like a trillion. So then tell me, I guess, what does a normal day look like for you in your life? Because I know on Instagram you give us these little tidbits and highlights of you doing stuff. And I know that it takes you a really long time to prepare everything for just one pop up. For sure. For sure. So, uh, I actually owned and operated an IT company before okay. all of this, and that was my like my everyday nine to five. I would work that sometimes 70, 80 hours a week because it was my company. And um, with the Birria Bros really like taking off, it's had to divert some attention towards this or that. So it's some days I'm doing IT work, and some days I'm working on Birria Bros. A lot of days I'm doing both. In mornings, I may be doing IT work, I may be working with clients, and then I go to a coffee shop, do some online work for the Birria Bros, mm-hmm. whether it's marketing, whether it's research, whether it's reaching out to other vendors and seeing if we can collab. And then um, a lot of the cooking and stuff that I do, I prep everything on Thursdays, cook everything on Fridays, and then that leads into Saturday morning, this way the food's hot and fresh, and then Saturday, Saturday evening we serve, so... Before it was a crazy roller coaster, but over the time I've been able to iron it out and like work it out so that it fits my schedule and is possible to do without stressing so much. So, and do you have about like how many pop ups do you, I guess, have a month that you try to do? So, my goal is to do two a week. Okay. My goal as of right now to really tap in. My goal would be one in Tampa on Fridays and then my, st- my Saturday pop-up in St. Pete. Okay. This way I'm showing love to both communities. Both communities. Yeah. Because it, it really all started with people from Tampa, especially New Tampa, Wesley Chapel area, mm-hmm. the Muslim community. They would drive here to this Aww. place and pick up in my parking lot. They would literally take my parking spot. I would park my par- where you parked. Okay. I would park there. Okay. And they would park there. And I would walk down with to-go boxes. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's how it started. And my first time, I sold 50 plates. Okay. The second time, I sold 100 plates. And it's just more and more. Yeah, the third more. time, I sold 150 plates, and it was impossible. My apartment was like 100 degrees. 
Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, is there a very large Muslim community here oh, in yeah. Tampa? Yeah, it's 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 one of the largest in the country. Wow, really? Yeah. I Especially didn't know that. Palestinian community. Wow. So I mean, you get you have like you have your your culture here to like, rally around you. But they're not though, oh. and it bothers me. Where are they? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I'm blessed. So like, I'm per- I'm purposefully trying to network with younger younger Palestinian business owners and chefs that get where I'm at with this yes. so that they realize it's a collaboration rather than me trying to come and like take over their business. Mm-hmm. But the old school mindset, the people who are really successful, that's what their, their thought process is if right now. It's really hard with the older, uh, kind of like generation. Right. right. So I stopped even entertaining that and I'm just going to where the love's at right now yeah. because like people are supporting me and it, it would be a shame for me to give that up. Yeah. Well, you get a lot of love at the Populum shows, exactly, too. Like, exactly. Because that's where we were, like, kind of first. Right. We're like, you know, you popped up on the scene for us is at their shows. And um, even at the, the last show, the Something Blue show and um, A-Rose Gallery solo show, I mean, she even told us, she's like, if you want tacos, she goes, I'm going to let you go because that line is growing. Yeah. And we walked out and the line had grown. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate everyone from that community, especially Steph over at Populum. Yeah, incredible she's, person she's and great. coastal creative uh, none of this would be possible without them yeah. they gave me the uh they gave me the space and the the platform to shine and they allowed me to just roll with it and be free and never once did they tell me hey cut back or do this or do that they love what we're doing and i i can't be thankful enough for them i love that yeah. so are we going to be seeing any new like menu items coming from you or oh yeah for sure sides like what are what is mixing around in your head for sure so temperature temperature is like uh cooling down these days okay so we're gonna be bringing the consomme back out that you can because you were telling me before you actually like sip on that 100 percent. and so it's a sip but people also dip it in the taco it's not like that's not traditional right that's like an american spin dipping it yeah that's super americanized yeah oh, wow traditionally birria served in a bowl with the consomme the beef is there and you take your tortilla and you dip it in there and grab some meat oh yeah it's, okay there was, and so then we've just kind of turned it into these tacos right that we know now with cheese oh how interesting yes yeah that's why what I serve is actually quesa birria taco. It's okay. not birria taco. Okay. Birria is no no cheese. No cheese. But okay. if I threw quesa birria on the menu, it people would lose their minds. Like, what is that? Yeah, I guess they wouldn't understand the, right. the difference. I love that. Yeah. Are you gonna be? So you're doing a lot of beef right now. You have jackfruit. Oh you yeah. Have that one, um, the the cauliflower and the right. mushrooms ones you were telling us about. Um, I mean, what what else are we going to be seeing? Are we going to bring chicken? So chicken is definitely in the works. Uh, we're I need to have a more consistent health crew, but chicken shawarma tacos. Oh yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So over charcoal, grilled on the spot and chopped on site and thrown yeah. in there with a garlic sauce, and then you know we do pickled radishes and yes. pickled turnips. Yes. That on top. That's oh, that's all. No. That's all there. The menu is all set. Okay, we have, just call me when that comes. Yeah, yeah. Please. We have the birria grilled cheese. Okay. And I that's like that. that's getting dunked in the consomme as well. Okay. So you have a lot of fun, interesting stuff oh, coming yeah, up yeah. that kind of is not is not traditional. Not traditional. But it's still fun. Which right. is I think what the you know, especially I feel like the younger generation, like around our age and yeah. younger, 
really like is that it's just like the fun spins on something that's traditionally something else. Yeah. I I think everything about it from when you walk up, just us being behind the grill and like talking to our customers, the music, the people around us. It's a vibe. The sauces. Like the sauces are clutch. Like the pickle Rick sauce, the OG sauce. Yeah. Um, the consomme aioli, like literally every single aspect of the meal is thought out and curated with love. And like, I make it as if I'm feeding my brothers. I make it as if I'm feeding my family. So you see anytime someone pulls up, I know them by now, or if I don't know them, they know me Mm -hmm. and I'm getting to know them. Yeah. It's always an experience as if you're, you're eating from my table because you know, it's going to be good food. Yeah. I think people love that ideology because it's like, I think especially after the pandemic, people more than ever want connection. They don't just want to go up to you and be like, I want this. Like they want the connection. They want the experience, that thing. And so if you can give that to people and make coming to get a meal, um, just not coming to get a meal from somebody that sticks in people's minds, right? you know, um, it's just not about good food anymore. No. You no. need to have good service, too, because your food could be great, but if your service is bad, people don't care. Right, and imagine we're able to accomplish that with, like, a two- or three-man team on a Sunday in the middle yeah. of the road. Yeah. How much help do you actually have? Like, do so, you have people that come and help you? Honestly, I, I'm really blessed. On a day-to-day, it's just me, but on my event days, I... Um, I post out there and I have friends and followers and supporters that come and offer to help. So they just help you out. Yeah. 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 And I, I have a really good friend, uh, Rafa. He's, he's honestly godsend from when I moved here. He's one of the main driving forces that was like, he, so he's from Mexico Okay. and he moved to America four years ago. And he literally told me, dude, these are the best tacos I've had since I've been to America. Probably the best tacos I've had in the last 10 years. He went to Best Buy the night I met him, mm-hmm. grabbed a whole bunch of a camera equipment, and had a photo shoot for me right here. Oh. Just to like prove, he was like, dude, this is amazing. You need yeah. to push this. Yeah. And if you if you ever came to our events, one, uh, three, and like five, he was there helping me. He was taking cash. He was expoing. He's like... One of the most incredible You're beings. Have to make a taco and name it after. I that. oh for sure for sure for sure. He's you know? he's a incredible being and I'm super thankful for him. I, I I talk to him every day. He actually moved to Miami. He got an incredible opportunity. He moved to Miami, and we have an event on the 15th with Alchemy Productions. Okay. He's driving up here to help me with that event because he knows it's gonna be badass. That's a true friend, right? I told there. him I was like, dude, you need to be here for this event. Like, of any of the events, you need to be here for this. So, he's pulling up for that. And that's not an easy drive. It's not. It's, it's not. not. And he has a dog. Oh, is he giving yeah. the dog? Yeah, of course. Oh. Athena, shout out Athena. Give me the dog. Yeah. I love when people bring their dog, and I'm just like, you can go, the dog can stay. She's a little mini pit. You'd love her. Oh. Yeah. She's so funny. I just love dogs. Yeah. I love them so much. So then, explain to us, I guess, when you look at food tent vendors much like yourself and then you look at the food trucks i don't think a lot of people realize the differences i think it's kind of all it's just oh it's food it's all the same but explain to me like what are the difficulties you face 
not being in a food truck, not being in a brick and mortar, and right. you really are just serving out of a 10 by 10 tent. Right. So uh, you have to come so well prepared and so organized that no matter what interference or what obstacle comes into play, you're able to face it and just keep going because you only have a window and it's make or break. Okay. So if you miss that opportunity, you're going to have to spoil food, you're going to have to pay for employees, and you're going to have to put all these upfront costs literally in the garbage. Rather than when you're in a food truck, everything's controlled. Okay. You have a way of maintaining temperature, yeah. right? When I'm out on the... When I'm out in the tent, I have to do everything with a cooler, and I'm wrapping it up. If anything, I have to transfer it to bays, like warming bays, mm -hmm. to, to keep it at temperature. Yeah. It's just a, an obstacle that I, like, especially with access to electricity and running water, those are game changer. Yeah. You know? So is your goal to eventually, like, do you want to be in a food truck? Do you think that's more your vibe, or do you are you going towards a brick and mortar? Honestly, I, I teetered and tottered back and forth with the idea of, of uh, getting a brick and mortar because it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of unnecessary costs that I don't need to absorb. Mm -hmm. But I do get a physical location. It all depends on how the rest of this year goes. I think if I start getting booked for a lot more like uh, events. A lot more private catering and such. Yeah, you just made the next thought out of my head. Right. If I if I do that, then maybe the mobile food rate, uh, catering business would be better for me. Okay. But the way I'm doing it right now works, um, and the best part about it is I'm in the community. You know. Yeah. So like people from all over are coming to try my food. They're a part of the experience. They are. They feel like they are a birria bro themselves. You know. Okay. Yeah. I like that because I mean it's it's hard I feel like the like food vendors that are like under tents I feel like they get probably a lot of unnecessary crap from people they do they because do it's like you're and under, they're putting out the best food sometimes they in are. all honesty they are in all honesty like I know a lot of food vendors that are out of tents that are just on the road putting out gourmet food and they don't have the capacity to to make it to the next step because trial and tribulation like we all face our yeah. we all face our difficulties and sometimes we just need a way to make a living yeah well maggie on the move she started as just a normal vendor at uh the saturday morning market right and now she's like one of the most popular food trucks in right. downtown st pete like you know yeah maggie's top dog have you ever seen uh chef's table uh yeah all right sidebar look up christina martinez Okay. She the name on, sounds familiar, but I'm trying to rack my brain if I've actually seen it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just show you real quick. Okay. She started selling barbacoa to, okay. for a living. Okay. And they tried deporting her because she didn't have papers. And it became such a story that everyone from all over the country went to eat her tacos. She won a James Beard Award. Oh wow. Right? So tap message. Okay. That's that's her, right? Okay. During COVID uh -huh. They were going to shut them down because they didn't have face masks, and I had access to masks. Okay. I went and delivered them a case of masks, right? So, this is my page. I just want to show you the gravity of this. I've connected with chefs literally from yeah. all over the world. That's why I know, like, I have not only God on my side, but people in this industry yeah. that really believe in me. Like, for us to be sitting here right now is not coincidental. Yeah. Well, I think just, like, when you do good and you show that you're 
not in competition with people, but you're willing to like help uplift them, that goes a really long way. Okay. Just press play on that. Okay, what on the message? Yeah, from the- from them, yeah. I swear I know technology, guys. Thomas, nice to hear from you, Muhammad. Uh, glad to see that you're doing good. Aww. I wish you all the success with the business. That's Ben. That's her husband. Aww. But see, like, I feel like, especially in America, in the idea of capitalism, it's all a rat race, and it's competition, competition, competition. You don't want to help your, your fellow chefs out or your fellow... Not you know, at all. Not and, at but all. It's not like that in St. Pete. If, it's you look like, at, if you look at my page in particular, my yeah, whole life, you do a it's lot been of, putting other people on. You just went to the black uh, cattle. Uh, right, yeah, exactly. That, black, so black cattle. Shout out black cattle. Is that a good burger? Oh my god, I kid you not. I went to three different burger spots the prior week, mm-hmm. just because I was craving a, a burger, burger. And I don't get burgers out and about. Yeah. I usually make them myself, right? Yeah. But I had never had a burger in St. Pete, I or Tampa in particular. I had been here for a year. I hadn't gone out for a burger. So I'm like, all right, let me give, I'm not going to put their, their names out there because they, they did a decent job. Okay. There's no reason to slander them. But what Black Cattle did was literally revolutionary. Really? The patties are crispy and juicy at the same time. For a smash burger, that's really difficult. I don't know if you guys know smash burgers. Smash burgers are really usually lacy uh-huh. to where it's just a crispy sheet of, of meat. Okay. This had depth to it, though. This had thickness, right? The buns, perfectly toasted. The sauce was incredible. The pickles, the cheese. Honestly, best burger I've had from a restaurant in years. In years. And I, I, I've gone to steakhouses and spent 40 and 50 on a burger. Like, I've shamefully, shamefully done that, right? This was... Shout out to Black Cattle Burger. There's two people. There's burger people and there's not burger people. Mm-hmm. I'm not a burger person. God I just bless feel like you. I'm not. It's just too much beef all in one bite. I'm not a big beef or I pork person. Love it. But you know what? I might have to go try a burger. Like, do you like chicken? Yeah. You like chicken tenders? Yeah. Dude, their chicken tenders are. They have are, good chicken tenders. <laughs> all right, I so for the chicken shawarma tacos, uh-huh. I would marinate my chicken in buttermilk for 24 hours. Mm. I walk in. Sign on the door, marinated for 24 hours. Ooh. That's how you know that shit's popping. Yeah. Because when you take a bite, it's juicy and crispy uh-huh. on the outside. You know, I had the best grouper bites. Like, we're going off on a little bit of a food tangent here, but I had the best Run grouper bites from, like, Mary Margaret's yesterday. Okay. And they're close to, like, they're, like, kind of, like, they're, like, separated by Top Slice. Nice. Um, and right next to Black Cattle. And um, we went in there for the first time. It's like, we've been sleeping on this place forever. Yeah. Like, that place was really yeah. good. Yeah. You know, like, I I want to go back for Grouper Bites. For sure. I love Grouper. And we're like, in a great place for Grouper. Yeah. No, those are really good. So yeah. try them next. I will. They're really Shout good. Shout out Top Slice. Same same group. They have really good yeah. um, their pizza's pizzas. Their pizza's banging. I really like their pizza. Banging. See, I'm not a big pizza person. Either. Oh, my like, God. I like their pizza. All right. Well, it's at least like, you're a taco person. Yeah, I am a big taco person. Alhamdulillah. Yes. Yeah. But I just didn't grow up a lot because, like, my dad was Persian and my, my mother is Spanish. And right. so, like, we just grew up eating a lot of that stuff. And, like, burgers and stuff like that, I just, like, wasn't... I'm a burger fiend. No. Burgers and tacos all day. I love tacos. I can eat tacos all day. Funny enough, we're going to have tacos for dinner tonight. You can have tacos right now. Yeah, perfect. I'm going to have them twice a day. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, like, oh, perfect. Yeah. Or, right. like, noodles. I can eat noodles forever. Like, yeah. I love pho. Yeah. Like, I just... Me too. You got to put me on to some pho spots around. Mm. 
Yeah. I gotta find a new fuzz spot because in the one spot, I won't name them because I, I love them. They're going through a little bit of a time. But, uh, there is not hitting like it. I don't blame them because the restaurant industry is so rigorous. It's and hard. Products are 100 to 200 percent more expensive right now. It used to be, and so it's like, harder to get them, and just COVID and help really. is impossible. Yeah. So there's so many factors. If they've if they've done it well for so many years, just be blessed and thankful that you that were able I to. Could, yeah. Because some people never get that opportunity. Nope, they'll never know. They'll never yeah. know how good it was before. Like, in all honesty, hear me out. I'm making tacos now. Something might happen. I may never be able to make tacos again. Yeah. So. My dad's big saying always used to be, tomorrow I get hit by a bus. I need to make sure that you know how to be able to handle if I'm not here anymore. And it's I very used true. To, like, I used to be like, can you, like, stop talking like that, please? Yeah. Like, it's very, like, you know, it's yeah. kind of triggering to hear your dad, hear like, you. say something like that. Um, but you know, he wasn't wrong. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, yeah. you know, especially if you have children, are they going to be able to take care of themselves? Right. Did you do a good enough job? Right. You know, so, well, hopefully we'll be making tacos for a really long time because that yeah. would be sad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on it. Perfect. I guess like a lot of people are going to want to know too is how did you get the name? The Birria Bros. Yeah. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm the eldest of eight boys. Bless your heart. Right? So, it only made sense to create a business name that revolved around what I cherish most is like my family, mm -hmm. you know? And when I came here, when I chose to live in Tampa, it wasn't like a, a, a one-sided decision. I thought about many factors, mm -hmm. and I wanted to choose a destination in which my family could feel also comfortable moving here as okay. well and finding success in their own lives. And the fact that the Muslim community is so strong here, yeah. there's a strong, proud Palestinian community. Mm -hmm. uh, it all just made sense for me to move here. So to tie that all together and show that like, I'm a, I'm a business that like revolves around family is very strong in my opinion. Very nice. Um, do you think your younger brothers like would ever be interested in coming down here and helping you with this or maybe taking it over like one day far into the future? I'm, I'm going to leave. Have you thought that far ahead? I have. I have. And I offer it to him all the time. I'm just going to leave that as like up in the air for right now. Okay. My, my goal is, uh, and like, this is honestly like something I'm really working hard towards the next four events. I'm going to take like the profits from that and put it towards buying my dad a plane ticket. Mm -hmm. And I want him to come here in October okay. and I want him to see like what we're doing. I want yeah. him to see the magic. Because, like, yeah, he's seeing the articles, he's seeing the news, he he, he's not feeling it, and he's never there. tasted my food. Yeah. That's oh. the craziest part. Yeah, exactly. So, I like, know that feeling. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really, like, looking forward to that, and I just, yeah. I want people to know that, like, this is more than just me selling tacos, this is, like, me trying to bring my family here. Yeah. So, yeah. it's, uh, I... I do it with love because it's the only way my parents taught me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's very beautiful. You know, I, um, I, I, I feel that very strongly too, because, um, I started this a year after my father passed and, um, he was always, I was a very shy kid. My dad was always telling me, he's like, I don't know why you think so much. You just, you just don't go. Like you just need to do things. You need to finish things. Like you can do it. And I just would never listen to him. And finally I just, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to quit my job and we're going to do this. And, um, 
you know, and he never got a chance to see that. He never yeah. got a chance to be on the podcast. Yeah. You know, it's so I'm really trying to convince my um, uncle and aunt because he is my uncle is my father's one of his eldest brothers to be here so they can see what I've been doing right. because they get it and they and they see the they see the post yeah. and they see how hard I've been working but like they don't get it yeah, either. Yeah. So it's like to see like this is what I've been working on for the past month like this is what I've been working towards yeah. this giant event and like to just get it it's that's like really special. Yeah. You know cuz like It is. Sometimes your family can be the the biggest the biggest critics. Like <laughs> you know like they just don't get it. Like my sister literally one time told me she's like I just don't think you know there's any money in the art community. Yeah. And like and I'm thinking to myself like do you know how much money some of these artists are making? I know, right? Like this city is built on art. Little four by two selling for a thousand bucks. Like, yeah. What I mean, are you talking about? Let's just talk about eye bombs. Like, yeah. yeah. Like he's a perfect example, you know. And so, like, even then, like sometimes it like stabs me right in the heart. I'm like, yeah. you guys, you're supposed to be like the ones that get it. You know, I stopped. I stopped going after the. I I keep telling everyone this right now. Like I'm I'm a poor human being, and I'm happier now than I've ever been. Yeah. Selling tacos. Like it's as simple as that. And if I can continue doing that and being happy, in in my belief, I have achieved something that not a lot of people get to do. Yeah. Which is just be happy with simplicity. And do what you love. Yeah, do yeah. what you love. And whatever comes from it, comes from it. Well, funny add-on story to that is we went to go get hot dogs yesterday. I saw that. That was that looked amazing. I want those. Go go sit and talk to her because I will. she Sure, her story is very interesting. Um, her name is Joy, and she's been selling hot dogs for 26 years, and it started with her husband had always wanted to own a hot dog cart, and she thought he was crazy. And he goes, well, no, I want my front office to be with a view. You know, he's like, I, I, I want to do something that I love, and yeah. I, I want to give people hot dogs. Yeah. And he did it, and she started to really, like look at him and be like, wow, this is fun. And uh, she's like, I want to do this too. Right. And she's been selling hot dogs in St. Pete in her little hot dog cart for 26 years. That's amazing. She's the happiest woman. Her, that's, I mean, that's she's amazing. Joy. Joy is Joy. I need to I need to find Joy. Yeah. Get yeah. a little truck over by the Marine Arts Center. You know? Next time you guys go, let me know. Yeah. We'll go she's together. there till two. That's so awesome. So she's someone else I kind of want to like get on the podcast and talk to. to because it's just like. You have to. You know. Yeah. We need to know Joy's story. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it's a fun story from the little imagine, tip you told us. Imagine a Bidia hot dog collab. She might be into that. So that's the thing. Like right now, I'm really focusing on trying to just collaborate with businesses yeah. and bring them to light, you know? Okay. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of great cooks out there that aren't getting recognition. Yeah. Well, I mean they're just like they're not they're not brick and mortars. No, even you know? even 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 brick and mortars. There yeah, there are some very uh yeah, that people are sleeping on. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess is that going to be like what your next like year is going to really be about is like trying to really work on collabing with a lot of these businesses? For sure. For sure. That okay. is that is a, a major target of mine. Um, it's crazy. I've, I've been here for a year and some days now, right? And I've been able to network with an incredible amount of people here. I was on the news last month. We're yeah, gonna be, we saw all that. We're going to be on the news again tomorrow. Like it's it's so incredible the amount of love that I'm receiving here. Mm-hmm. But if I can't do anything positive with that, then what is the purpose? Yeah. So my biggest task is to shed light to other businesses. If I can bring the Birria Bros to your business and bring some foot traffic through your door, let's do it. Yeah. You know, um, and also the Birria Bros takeover is real. Like we got the best tacos in the Bay, hands down. 
So I'm putting that out there full force. Everyone's going to have our tacos and they're going to fall in love. I love that. So then my last, my last question for you is, um, what do you want people to understand about like how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and having to do something for yourself? So I will say, uh, not everyone is born an entrepreneur, right? It takes a lot of failure. Failure is key to your success. And I, I, I love talking about failures because if I can help you evade a major mistake in your life, that's going to allow you to level up. So I'm big on, big on talking about my failures. And at the end of the day, like it all revolves around being passionate and happy. I'm doing the Birria Bros because it makes me happy. It all revolves around that, right? If it can grow and expand naturally, organically, like it has been, then it's it's succeeding, right? If it doesn't, then I already have met incredible people. I've lived on a beautiful life. I can start something else all over yeah. again. I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? But I know for a fact that this in particular is is a I don't want to say golden ticket. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. It's a beautiful thing and I just know like I don't want to say I was made to do this, but I was made to do this. Yeah, I mean, that's what you feel like. You know, say it with your, yeah. with your chest. Yeah, yeah, I was made to, especially for the Palestinian people, we don't get enough recognition. No. And um, there's, like, if you look up Palestinian food on Google, you're yeah. not you're not going to find it. You can't find anything. Right? When I wear the Palestinian flag on my chest, other Palestinians recognize that. And they're like, dude, that's incredible. Because we get silenced a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm doing it so openly, and it's not that I'm doing it carelessly. No, I'm doing it in a way that's not in your face. I'm just, it's who I am. I'm a Palestinian man named Mohammed al-Banna, and I was born and raised in Philadelphia. I lived all over the world. I came back, and now I'm serving tacos. And you can taste a bit of my history through these tacos. Is that the end-all be-all? No, but I, I want it to be something so that moving forward, my community can recognize me as a pillar and say this is this is someone that represents us mm-hmm. in a positive way. I love that. I love that a lot. Thank you so much for sitting down with us and of course, you know, thank you. telling us more about your story. I've been very curious since you popped up on the scene, uh, you know, and, and taking some time out of your busy day making tacos i appreciate you if i can leave with one thing go for it uh a person who's very near and dear to me he he, uh had a saying it was dive deep no fear and i when he passed i took that to heart yeah and if i can recommend that to anyone entrepreneur doctor lawyer anyone anyone in life someone selling tacos on the street it's just do it with intention and do it fearlessly, and do it with love, and people will come and support you from all over. And for the people that have supported me, it doesn't go unnoticed. I've had people drive from three and four hours to have our tacos. Like, when you hear that, that's that's literally why you wake up at three in the morning to make food. Yeah. You know? That's beautiful. I love that. I appreciate you guys, and I wrote this out before you got here. This is for you. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. Oh, that's sweet. I appreciate you for what you're doing. You're shedding light to businesses and 
our community needs this more than ever. Yeah, I agree. So I, I know your dad is extremely proud of you. Thank and you. I wish he could yeah. see this. So. I, yeah, I, I wish he could be there too, you know. But he is. He is with you every yeah. day, you know. Yeah. And just Thank remember, you. dive deep, no fear. Thank you. I love that. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.